This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. So without further ado, Jesse, thanks for joining us on the show. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me, Drew. So you are, you're with the Helix Health Group, um, healthcare group. And Correct. it looks like you guys are doing all kinds of cool things. Before we get into that, I, I'd like you to share with uh, our audience what you're doing, you know, as a group. It looks like you guys got a super cool thing going on, but you're doing a lot of things yourself uh, or have done a lot of things. And uh, instead of me reading it off, how about you give our listeners a chance to resonate with you and what your background is? Yeah, I'd love to, man. Uh, so basically my background is in holistic health. Uh, mind-body connection from body work and postural therapy, energy healing, and that took me into what's called somatic psychology, which is neuroscience integrated into psychotherapy, and that's what I've been doing for the last eight years. And so I'm, I practice as a psychotherapist. I'm also the clinical director here at Helix Healthcare Group, and so part of my days include actually doing the, the somatic therapy, which means a body-centered approach to helping People understand how their posture, breath, um, muscular contraction patterns are all part of the emotional patterns, and to really move through something and create lasting change, it has to be more than just the head becoming aware, but also the body becoming aware and being ready to make room for change. Um, and then the other part of my day has to do with uh, basically helping people understand who we are and what we do and building out programs for people um, just sort of helping create uh, create the name of, of what Helix Healthcare Group is doing in in the public eye as well. So, but yeah, in the past, I've done everything from uh, you know study different types of psychology to tons of different uh, modalities in the body work and holistic health field. And I've also uh, personally studied a lot with uh, Native American teachers and and believe in the indigenous wisdoms from from times way past as well. That's pretty cool. How did you get into that up here? I mean, we're up here in Alberta. Well, I can't. I guess Canada. A lot. There's a lot of native influence up here. Where did you? Where did that background or where did that interest come from? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually I'm actually a Californian. I'm here uh, from California in Toronto now, and uh, very I actually really enjoy it. Everybody thinks I'm crazy for leaving California. Um, <laughs> I do, but uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but anyways, man, no, I I actually love what we're doing here, and I really love Canada. I love the vibe here. Um, so, but my studies with the Native American teachers was mostly in the Malibu, California area, unbeknownst to a lot of the world. Uh, Malibu actually has a lot of rich indigenous cultures, and it's not all just glitz and glamour. There's uh, a lot of sweat lodges and different teachers there. And so that's partly sort of something that that, uh, came to me in my own healing journey about 12 years ago. My my father passed away, and I went through a pretty intense divorce, and those two things catalyzed me into wanting to do my own healing work, and part of that became the Native American teacher that one of my friends introduced me to, and it really changed my life, man, really deeply, and I, I still um, do do study in that way as well. So you guys still stay in contact? Uh, that particular teacher and I do not, but I, you know, I, I would say we don't stay in normal uh, telephone email contact, but we're definitely still connected. Um, but uh, now I'm, I'm looking at different teachers. In fact, uh, Dr. Gabor Mate is 
on our advisory board. He's a wonderful medical doctor out of Vancouver, and uh, he does different shamanic work as well. And that's part of the a teacher that I'm with now. And there's still a few in California I go back to. So you talked about the maybe the history of Malibu. It seems like there's lot. I don't know if a, if lots is the proper word, but it seems like there's a number of treatment centers in Malibu. Is yes. that, is that correct? Is there a reason for that that you know? Yes, of? I I do. Yeah, I actually I worked at one of the the most well known is called Passages Malibu, and uh, that's I worked there for about six years and wonderful place had tons of positive experiences and in that process learned that Malibu is gorgeous. Um, it's why if you're gonna get help for something serious like addiction and you're gonna need to leave home, why not go to one of the most beautiful places in the world? So. Um, interestingly enough, this past two years ago, Malibu, the city of Malibu, actually put a block on any more treatment centers because it was just overrunning the place. So um, there's now a limit on it, but last I checked, it's the highest per capita um, in terms of treatment centers for addiction recovery. So, but yeah, I think, honestly, I really think it has to do with the fact that there's beautiful land there and there's, there's space there and uh, it's very attractive if you're trying to get somebody to come to stay with you for a month to do some work, it's a, it's a great selling point, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's beautiful. I've talked on past shows about how much I love California. I had a chance to live there for a year, had the opportunity. And oh, then nice. I have good, some good friends. I went to university and college in that area and have, have good friends, lifelong friends. So I, I get a chance to visit that area, um, you know, right around the Los Angeles area. And nice. uh, I love it. <laughs> so, it is nice man it definitely is so yeah and you know when I, I of course i looked online as well but when I, when you go there it's so beautiful it's, it's incredible and then I, I don't know maybe through my research i'm not quite sure where i found that there's so many you know healing clinics or rehab however you say that um mm -hmm. there's a lot but i guess it's uh just because of the area and how pleasant it is it just has when you go in there into malibu it's, it's almost like a small town feeling yeah, it's surprising. Everybody, I think, has a projection that it's this glitzy, glamoury, all fancy, and it's actually a very small town. There's only actually about a uh, a mile, or I guess two two kilometers, and that along the ocean there that there's really any type of city. But other than that, it's 27 miles of mountains and fields and stables and you know nice houses, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it's uh it's much more spacious and wide open than I think people people think about. I think that projection is more accurate for like Beverly Hills, Hollywood. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's great, man. But I really got to say, I love, I love being here in Canada. I really like, there's a, there's a, a feeling of tolerance here amongst the, the people that I meet that I don't, did not encounter in America. And I find that's really welcoming. And, uh, and beyond that, I just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to build Helix Healthcare Group from the ground up. And, you know, I think it's important to know that I, a lot of our marketing and our, our name has to do with addiction treatment, which is our spectrum recovery program. And we're also really happy to bring what we call our catalyst wellness program, which is for anyone or everyone that's interested in their own evolution, Drew. It's like whether you just want to learn how to meditate and chill out or whether you've got some unresolved trauma, whether that's from a car accident or childhood things or whatever. So a lot of our client base is actually not exclusively coming here for addiction treatment. Um, which is just a nice kind of fresh spin on things. Usually it's one or the other. And Helix Healthcare Group, hence the group part, is that we're a large enough facility and a large enough team that we can accommodate 
whatever an individual's needs are, and we completely individualize the program for each person so that they get the, the best care possible. You know? Okay, that sounds great, and thanks for that. Uh, I, like, I love what you're doing here. I want to read this because this was one of the main reasons I reached out besides your biography. Um, and it said they connect the mind and body and create lasting change. And I think that's kind of what you guys basis the uh, Helix Healthcare Group around. Would that be yes. fair to say? Yes, that's very fair to say. And that's what we. That, so I was I was basically found by a native Torontonian named Mark Rifkin, the CEO and founder of Helix, and he became aware of the sort of mind body approach that I was using in Malibu and. Uh, Partly the, the great connection I have with him, partly my willingness to accept change and take a risk is how I ended up here in Toronto building this man, and that was the vision from the beginning was there's nothing really like this in terms of a, a multidisciplinary, integrative team approach to treating mental health, addiction, trauma, general wellness. There's individual practitioners in Toronto that focus on this, yet there's nowhere that's really doing it at this caliber, and Mark saw the sort of the the gap in the system, if you will, and he said, "Let's fill it." And uh, you know, he has his own healing journey, as I think we all do, but he's very invested in that, and that's part of this is part of his way of giving back, is by helping me create this. So it's pretty pretty amazing. The whole vision from the beginning has been very much based on that. And another one of our key slogans is based in neuroscience and delivered with compassion, which means that all the interventions we use, whether it's naturopathic medicines, acupuncture, the somatic therapies, trauma resolution-based therapies, they're all based in neuroscience. There's all these clinical evidence behind what we're doing. We're not just doing these sort of uh, woo-woo things. Though spirituality is incorporated and welcome, it's also very scientifically based, and everyone on our team is also very compassionate, heartfelt people, so there's not an air of uh, judgment there's not a stigma that, oh, you, you relapse, you need help. It's more of like, hey, that's a great learning opportunity. Let's, let's carpe diem, let's seize this moment and really help this person transition from what could be seen as a relapse, really seeing it as a growth opportunity and help them. And again, relapse, whether that's a drug-oriented or whether it's a relapse into becoming uh, oh, addicted to worrying or shopping or addicted to negative thinking, self-judgment, all these things are the way that we look at addiction. It's not black and white that this is just about substances. It's really about any behavior pattern, any thought pattern that we continue to do over and over again that is not positive, that brings a destructive tendency in our life. That's somewhere that we have an opportunity to grow and evolve, and that's what we're here for is to help people make those changes through the mind and the body. That's awesome. I love that. I think a lot of people... Well, first of all, that we we're we're great at labeling people in society. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the other oh, thing yeah. is we enable them um, in saying you have this or diagnosed with this instead of kind of empowering them and giving them an opportunity to understand that this is a learning lesson and move forward from whatever you know whatever um, have it, how you said it not so maybe not so much positive habits um, right. created. Yeah, labels are for cans, not for people, man. And, <laughs> you know, we actually have an alliance and a wonderful gentleman named Ross McKenzie who is about to, I believe, become very famous. In about a week, he launches his first movie called Bipolarized, and it is a uh, very vulnerable self-disclosure on his part, a documentary of his own journey of having the realization that you just spoke of, Drew, that 
maybe he's not really bipolar, maybe he's been labeled this way, and he's become addicted to that label, and doctors have reinforced it. So his this movie, uh, please check it out. It's amazing. It's coming out, uh, I think it airs November 1st, but it's called Bipolarized, and it's his personal journey. And through holistic, mind-body-oriented, as well as some shamanic interventions, he has now gone from over 20, about 20 years almost, I believe, on lithium and different meds and living a very minimal life. He now has a full life with a wife, a child. He's launching his own center in Costa Rica. And it's all because he had the courage to say, maybe this label isn't really who I am. You know, and that's very much the alliance with him represents what we're about, too, is, you know, not necessarily having to label people as alcoholics, addicts, you know, anxiety disorders, mood disorders. Not that we are not clinical. We do, we do have clinical notes and we do understand that language. It's just that I think there's a new wave of, of consciousness coming through that's saying maybe people can actually grow more fully into who they are if we're not constantly putting them down through, through limiting labels. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Jesse, I want to talk about what, what you do. What you, we talked about the Helix Healthcare Group a little bit. And I want to just get into some solid details about how you can improve lives and how you do improve lives in a less than conventional manner. Excellent, man. Great question. Um, I would say the first piece that comes to my mind when you ask me this question is to realize that the way I've learned to do what I do is by actually uh, learning myself. And I've been involved, like I mentioned earlier, not only the, the Native American, but a lot of psychotherapy, tons of different schools. Um, I think that it is about me learning how to improve my own life, which gives me the, the ability to help others do that. And the main process is, you know, for me, is, is become sort of a model I, I look at is increasing my awareness around why I do what I do rather than judging what I'm doing is right or wrong. I get past my own judgments to understand why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I feeling this way right now, right? As I raise my consciousness around it, then I'm able to actually start to help transform it. And this is where the somatic or the the body-centered parts, I start to understand how I or another is holding an emotional pattern in my body, whether that's through breath or posture, whether that's through habits, whether that has to do with substance abuse or video games or online shopping or whatever, pornography, all these different things that us humans can get sort of uh, derailed by. So... As I start to learn that, then that's where I feel like both myself and Helix stand out is that we are trained in and we use, and I use, modalities where, for example, um, if someone is in an emotional process, it's not just about tell me how you feel. It's about we want to what's called sequencing, sequence out the hidden impulses in the nervous system. So whatever it is that's been sort of tucked away and held, not just psychologically, but also neurologically, physiologically, that there's an actually healthy, safe way to sequence out these hidden impulses in the nervous system. And then when that happens, there's a shift in both consciousness and physiology that there's a a new feeling alive, that this is no longer me white-knuckling or telling myself, you know, you shouldn't do that, you know, you should do this. It's not about the shoulds and the shouldn'ts. It's about a feeling of positivity and a feeling of aliveness. And I think of one of the biggest essences, Drew, is connection, man. Like being able to feel connected to myself, connected to the world around me, connected to my client base, my wife, my life, 
um, all these things. And that's, I think, a big way that I am able to help people transform lives is I help them reestablish that connection, not just through talking and language, but through the, the body approaches, the, the ways of actually doing things in the body that create change emotionally. So, Jesse, I, I'm a big believer in habits. I, got, as, I think humans, we're creatures of a habit. We eat yes. breakfast in the same chair. We, watch, we sleep on the same side of the bed. We watch TV on the same side of the couch. That's just what we do. And I, and I kind of think I know what you're saying here is, is moving into, and I say this all the time, is moving um, maybe your habits into more positive. Your, mm-hmm. Your, mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So when you said sequence out, can you explain how you do that? Is it yeah, possible? absolutely, man. I will, and and I'll just you reminded me one other thing. One of my, I think we're speaking the, the same language in different ways, but I would often say with people, we are biochemically engineered for addiction. We are creatures of habit. So the real question here is not, am I an addict or not? It's is what I'm addicted to. Is what my habits are? Are they helpful or are they harmful? And if they're harmful, I need to look at why am I doing these harmful things to myself or to my family or others, right? So I completely resonate with what you're saying, Drew. And I'll give an example of of sequencing, right, is that um, a a very simple and common human theme that we all go through, if we're honest, is anger, right? Anger arises naturally as a way to say, hey, my boundaries are being violated here. Most of us don't have the best communication styles, so we tend to either suppress it and turn it into a sadness or a heaviness, or we turn to suppress it and it comes out sideways in misdirected hostilities at a later time. So if a person has been holding in all this anger for a long time, it means that that's now in the nervous system. It's running inside and it takes muscular constrictions to hold it down, to hold it in. So part of what sequencing would be in this case would be about helping them get into a safe container, a safe environment where it's okay to let go. And in that safety, this could be anything from getting an actual yell out to actually, you know, physically punching a a pillow or a cushion or a series of something that's soft and safe. The trick of it is, Drew, and the way that it becomes healing and transformational is not waiting until it builds up and it comes out out of a rageful blast, but actually doing it in a conscious, mindful state with a safe guide there in the room with you and helping you understand what you're really angry about and getting it out, getting the anger out in direct correlation to the real origins of the anger instead of misdirecting it sideways at a hole in the wall or yelling at our spouse when we don't really mean to, things like that. So it's, it's literally finding the way that the body is holding tight and saying, what would happen if you just didn't have to hold that so tight? Right? What would it really want to do? So is the majority of this, so I like that because it sounds like prevention yes. before it gets to the point of um, all this constricted anger, let's it's say. It's like clearing it out as you go as opposed to holding it in and waiting for it to blow up right. you know, in your face or someone else's. Okay, so what are, are there steps? Is it just talking or, or counseling or having a professional with, with you? Like, What are the steps before it comes to... Yeah, that... That would go back to a few minutes ago. That would be raising the awareness as to, for example, you know, my boss told me off and I, I just got so angry at him. I can't believe it. I just yelled at him. I cussed him so loud and then I got fired. Oh, crap. <laughs> well, we realized maybe that that person was holding in some anger and the boss took it because it wasn't being expressed before that. 
So, for example, it would take some talk therapy, it would take some awareness building, some consciousness raising to start to help the person understand the deeper origins of that anger. And then there's something called regression therapy that it's not hypnotherapy, but it's similar to that. It takes a person into a mindful state and basically helps them regress to the younger age where the uh, boundary violation happened that caused the anger to arise. And from that place in the nervous system, in the awareness of the human, from that place, when, when the sequencing is allowed to happen from that place, it happens in a clean, clear way that isn't, uh, doesn't harm anyone and that leaves them feeling much lighter, better, able to tolerate other annoyances or, or transgressions much more easily. And you know, as I'm hearing myself talk about this, I'm realizing you know, this is... You know, this is the kind of therapy that I've been personally involved in now for about 10 years. And, you know, it's because I, that's the other thing about these trainings. Most, if you go to like a psychoanalytic or a cognitive behavioral school, it's all talking, thinking, reading. There'll be some practice sessions, some dyads, but it's still just this, you know, you kind of learn the protocol in your head. Whereas with the somatic trainings and the somatic work, a, pr- a practitioner actually has to go through the process themselves in order to be able to and understand how to do that for someone else. So everything that I'm asking my clients to go through are processes that I am, have already gone through and maybe I'm still going through in my own process as well. But there's a relational piece to this work that it's not me, doctor, you, patient, me, fix you, me, sit on this side of the desk, you sit over there. It's, hey, we're both humans here. And we both know what this is like to feel this. So let's help help you feel this and really move through it as opposed to talking around it. And do you feel a better um, connection? Oh, well, obviously a better connection if you've experienced it, but a better response from those that you're working with since they know you've already been there? Yes, absolutely. I think there's definitely a relatability to the fact that, you know, that I've done this work myself and that that they can understand that I've been there where they are. I think that really helps them feel like maybe safer to to go there. Like I'm not going to judge them for it. I'm not going to. It's not going to be too much for me, you know. Um, that I can hold that kind of space in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. It sounds you know very interesting, and I think it's a. I, of course, I don't know to be honest with you. I don't know what conventional work around this is, but it sounds like it's much different than the norm, and it seems like it it is a safer place to express your feelings and let go of, of whatever, you know, issues you want to work through. Yeah, definitely, man. It is, it is, it is different. And because there is now a lot of clinical evidence on somatic therapies, like there's something called EMDR, there's something called sensory motor psychotherapy. Um, Both of these two have a lot of clinical evidence. So what we're seeing now is, especially coming from the West coast, UCLA, USC, Berkeley, all these bigger schools, they're all really focused in on neuroscience right now. A lot, you know, all the main schools, Harvard, even U of T here in Toronto has a, a big neuroscience department. And basically, you know, that's a trend that's happening in psychology right now is because of the integration of neuroscience, because of the clinical evidence and the scientific evidence, it's becoming harder and harder to ignore the scientifically proven evidence that our mind and bodies are very much connected. In fact, now the lingo is brain-body. In other words, you know, our thoughts and emotions influence the brain, which directly correlates to the body. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, breath, 
posture, the styles in which we work out, walk, do yoga, all these things, that movement in the body, the way we hold our body, the way we use our body, also affects the brain, which also then affects our consciousness, our emotional patterns, our thought patterns. So it's, it's, can, it's called top-down and bottom-up, and meaning we move from the top-down, from head to body, and the body also moves up to the brain, so that if we're aware at this level, we're having more of a full cycle or a full circle of transformation Whereas traditionally, you mentioned you're not familiar, traditional is top-down, meaning if your head gets it, your body should follow suit. But if you ever talk to anybody that's dealt with substance abuse or just about anything, a lot of them know what they should and shouldn't do in their head, but their body's got a different story to tell, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, for sure. So that's the, I think that's the clearest way of articulating it in this interview is you know, the somatic work and the work we're doing at Helix is more of a full circle, full cycle of transformation. It's not just talk therapy and, you know, counseling in a way that, you know, well, don't you know what you should do and shouldn't do? You should go there, you shouldn't go there, and then you're going to be fine. <laughs> right. That's but not, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's not. And even if you do follow the shoulds and shouldn'ts, I find that people aren't really living a full version of themselves. They're living a limited, well, as long as I follow these rules and as long as I go to this place and not that place and I talk to this person but not that person, then I can stay sober, then I can, whatever my functional you know, goal is, and I, I feel like this work we're describing today, Drew, the somatic work, it creates long-lasting change because it's happening in both hemispheres of the brain. It's not just the left hemisphere trying to regulate and control the whole system, you yeah. know? Yeah, okay. Um, all right, Jesse, well, uh, it's time to wrap things up. And I would love to have you back on to talk more about the emotional side of things. And then even some stuff we talked about off air, posture and breathing, I think that would be uh, beneficial for our listeners to hear. Um, but again, we are sh short on time. Is there anything that you want to add that you might have missed uh, in the interview? Uh, just to put out the, the, the wish for everyone to, to hopefully take these words in and think about the possibility of, of moving through whatever it is that they might feel stuck in. And, uh, if we can be any way helpful, that's what we're here for, Helix Healthcare Group. And uh, just want to say thank you to you, Drew. It was lovely chatting, man, and I would love to come back again. So, Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'll, we'll set that up. It was my pleasure. Uh, and you guys are at, so you're at helixhealthcaregroup.com? Correct. And then I actually found you guys on, on Twitter. I don't know why that's funny to me. That's kind of the norm these days is <laughs> you make connections online. Oh, uh, yeah. Some of my best interviews have come from uh, Twitter, which is uh, it's, it's weird to me. Um, but but anyways, you guys are at... Um, I think it's Helix underscore health. Yeah, that's right. It's on Twitter, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, the website, helixhealthcaregroup.com, very informative, gives you an idea of what we do and talks about the programs, the team, the facility, everything. So um, okay. really appreciate it, Drew, and hope you have a great day, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll uh, definitely have you back, Jesse. All right. Take good care, man. Yeah, you too. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Just before I let you go, I want to talk about Complete Truth Protein, one of our sponsors for this show. Complete Truth Protein is a whole food plant-based supplement. It uh, comes in powder form, so you can either bake with it. It's a perfect uh, uh, gluten-free baking flour. It's also, you can throw it in shakes or smoothies. It's made with quinoa and hemp hearts, which are complete proteins. And again, this is whole food, much different than your regular 
conventional protein supplements. So you can check that out at completetruthprotein.com slash shop. Any two-pound bag is 15% off exclusively for Exploring Mind and Body listeners. So just enter EMB in the coupon code for your discount. And that's it. Um, I, I just, I noticed, I, excuse me, I talked about in the show how I let, I met, kind of met Jesse online on Twitter. It's so weird to me. I don't know why that's kind of the way the world is going. But if you do appreciate the show and got a chance to listen, I'm at True Form Life. So throw up a hashtag or tag me or whatever that lingo is. It's always great to hear that people are listening and a part of the show. And then lastly, I sent out a weekly newsletter. So you can head over to exploringmindandbody.com. That's on the side and even trueformlife.com. I'm doing a lot more things around stress. So there's a, a whole tab for stress and there's a tab to click on to enter your email address for uh, weekly radio shows, videos, recipes, and more tips to improve your lifestyle. So we have a growing community around that newsletter, which I very much enjoy and would love for you to be a part of it. I want to thank Jesse for taking his, some time to come on the show. That was fantastic information around you know healing and, and naturally releasing and changing habits, and, and I love that. So thanks, Jesse, and thanks for the Helix Healthcare Group for sending Jesse over. That was that was great connection there. Thank you for being a part of this show, for your downloads and shares and comments. That means so much to this show to grow and, and positively influence lives. And thanks to Jameson Brown for edits. Um, that's it. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.